Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am Vicki, and I am so excited to be with our friend Tisha Messing today. So I've been trying to get connected on the podcast with Tisha for a while, and finally we made it. So hi, Tisha. Hello. Hey. Hey, Tisha. Would you say um, a little bit about Adventures in Mommydom, which is your website, and about your family and how y'all got started homeschooling and, you know, just your adventures in homeschooling here because you have an Adventures in Mommydom website? Yeah, well, that's because when I started the website, I wasn't planning on homeschooling. I okay. Yeah, I know. That's kind of funny. Um, I, at the time, we bought our house when I was pregnant with my two oldest, but I have twins as my first two kids. And there is an amazing elementary school, one block from my house. And we were like, this is perfect. But as I went along, when they were preschoolers, I became more and more convinced that that was not what God wanted me to do. Instead, I became more convinced that I think I was supposed to be homeschooling. Which is really funny because that was never in my mindset to start off with. So we kind of played around with it while they were in preschool, which is like about a year or so after I started my blog. So that tells you how long I've been running my blog because now my that's a long blog. Yeah. yeah that, now yeah. my kids are in high school. So, um, yeah. So we did, we've been kind of a bit of eclectic. I'd never have fit into any of the any of the categories because I am not good with doing dictation or any of the other things that go with like the Charlotte Mason and all of those categories. But I love nature studies and I'm not good with classical because it's so structured and I'm not a structured person. So we're kind of fly by the seat of our pants for most of our homeschooling as we went with what really interested us. I'm a history minor. So we do a lot of history, hands-on history. Uh, we've mummified a couple of chickens. Oh, yeah. Which is a lot of fun to do. Uh, if you do it wrong, though, it can be very smelly, uh, which yes. is what happened our second time of mummifying the chicken. We did not change the salt mixture often enough. And um, so we do a lot of hands-on history. We do a lot of movie nights after reading books. And then we sit there and absolutely. Yeah. Then we sit there and critique the movie of how it totally ruined the book and why would they ever do that to that wonderful book and that poor book? Why did they bring it in? And so we have a lot of fun with that. Um, now all three of my kids are in high school. My daughter is twenty months younger than my boys, so uh, it was a lot of fun when they were really little because three toddlers is exhausting. But now that's a lot. So what what grades are your your teens in now? Uh, they're all freshmen. I kind of would. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like like I said, I kind of cheated. So you, I cheated with my daughter, and I was like, "Eh, we'll just kind of slowly bump you up." And because technically speaking, she's supposed to be in seventh grade right now, but uh, my life's a lot easier now that they're all in the same grade. Yeah. One of our friends did that with her three daughters, and they all um, went through high school together because the youngest was really quick and could keep up with the other two. And so they it made a wonderful rhythm through high school, and they could do their studies together. 
But boy, was she sad on graduation day, like like all three of them graduating. It was kind of yeah, funny watching her. That, that's kind like, of what really I'm realizing. Because <laughs> I'm realizing so, that I have three years left after this. And oh, my goodness, how did that happen? When, when did they all yeah. get this big? So, so there are a lot of a lot of good times and and a lot of poignant times. So. Oh yeah, high school's a lot of fun. Other than the you know you get the occasional teen drama with you know of course friends and stuff like that. But man, high school is so much fun. Yeah, we always felt like it were the high school years were the best years of all because the kids were old enough to really have a voice. And um, and you could really see them becoming the people that God created them to be. So I'm glad y'all are enjoying it. So what we wanted to talk about volunteering today, it's so, so, so important for teens to have the opportunities to learn hearts of service. So I was wondering, Tisha, if you could tell about your family and volunteering and what's important about that to you. So. Pretty much as long as my kids have any memory, because we started at the church route when Wendy was an infant, uh, we've been at a church plant. And we met for 10 years at a YMCA. And so that meant that every Sunday we had to get there early and set up the church. And so since my kids were old enough to uh, walk without falling down, They've been helping set up. So I taught second and third grade Sunday school, and they would help with putting the chairs in place. Now, when they were like preschoolers, that basically meant I would pull the chair off the stack and they would push it across the floor of the gym. (laughs) And, you know, as they got bigger, it progressed to them carrying chairs. And then eventually it got to the point where I would prepare my lesson while they got the entire classroom set up. Oh my goodness, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So they learn volunteering as a lifestyle. Yes. So we've gone on mission trips together to the Navajo. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it, that is a cool experience. Uh, yeah. It, what What did y'all do there? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so it was the middle of summer. So New Mexico, as you are probably aware, is like 100 plus degrees. So um, the Navajo Nation is a very interesting group because there is two very distinct people sets there in that there are the people who live on what is considered the res. And then there are the people who live in the town because the, the Navajo reservation is huge. It it is yeah. one of the biggest reservations. It takes up parts of a couple of different states. And so the people who live on the reserve what's considered the reservation proper uh have a very different lifestyle from those who live in town. In town it's just like any normal United States town that you would run into. You're going to have the normal schools. But on the reservation it's like you have gone on to a third world country. And that's how the church uh, that we worked with described it because like uh, the first year we went, and this is when seven years ago. So the boys were maybe seven. uh, The first year we went, the, the church, the pastor's wife was like, so we're really excited. We actually have toilets now. 
that you'll get to oh use in the middle of the night so you no longer have to go out to the outhouse. And that was one of the common service projects when we were out there was uh, digging holes to help make a new outhouse. Oh, my. Um, It's hard to believe here in the United States, we do have these third world cultures, especially on the reservations. Yeah. So so what did y'all do while you were out there? Um, Well, so we've been going, like I said, since the kids were seven and the boys are now Mm -hmm. about to turn 15. So like the first year, it was just things like uh, painting. You know, the kids would paint Mm -hmm. to to about a five foot height. And then the adults would come uh-huh. through and paint anything taller. Uh, uh-huh. We've dug outhouses. Adults have done things like put roofs on buildings. I mean, it's pretty uh-huh. much whatever project the church needed. And the church kind of works like, um, I don't want to say Social Security, but it's kind of, it works like a government office in that it provides support for those who can't get things for themselves. So they'll provide yeah. uh, one year they, they with working with other volunteers installed like a hundred Franklin stoves all around the reservation. Uh, and mm-hmm. they have a regular food pantry that they do where they get donations from the uh, businesses that are in the town. Farmington's about an hour away. So they go out about mm-hmm. once a week and they get a bunch of donations. And it's a lot of it's like the perishable goods that would, yeah, uh, yeah that are stale. And mm-hmm. or it's just like, for some reason, we have an extra couple of bushels of watermelons. So we're sending you like 400 pounds of watermelons. So it's really random, whatever it is. But every week uh-huh. on Wednesday night, the the church fills up. And people would come out and just take whatever food they needed. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. we'd be sorting clothes because they get donations from all over of clothes for the uh, natives. And one of their really big uh, ministries is they do Christmas bags. And Uh, so the kids who live on the reservation proper go stay in a boarding school. Now, the reason being is that they don't have neighborhoods like we have. Uh, uh-huh. they have their houses are two or three miles apart. So, if, if they were going to do like a school bus route, you'd be driving, and there's no roads. So, like, at one, a school bus wouldn't be able to drive out there because it would just sink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, if you had a traditional school bus route, the kids would be on the bus for two hours because you'd have to drive to these different places on kind of roads that are created mainly by the same person driving more or less in the same location over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they stay at the schools Sunday night through uh, after school on Friday, and then they go home for the weekend. And so, Mm. and again, these are all the kids who are living out on the reservation. So there's a lot of, uh, they, they don't necessarily have the income to get amazing gifts from their parents. So what yeah. the, uh, what the church does is they gather gifts for all the kids in, in the boarding schools. It's about 200 kids. So from kindergarten to high school. And no, she did more than that every year. I don't know. A large number of gifts. And she just gets in lots and lots of donations over the years. There's some a church out in Maryland that sends a semi-truck full of just random toys. 
out. Uh, and so one of the things we would do every year is we'd put together bags for the kids and we'd classify them by age and be like, okay, here's preschool, here's elementary, and here's teenagers. And we'd divide them up into boys and girls and you know, try to create bags roughly based on interests. And then as we filled the bags, we would pray for the kid who was going to get them. And then we'd tie them up in a giant trash bag with a label of how many gifts there were for what age and what gender. Uh, uh-huh. Neat. Yeah. So what a, what a valuable way to teach your kids how to serve, but also giving them an idea of how other people live, what, what their experiences are. It's such good a geography class, oh, you know, yeah. learning American cultural geography. So very interesting. So what, as your, your kids have entered high school now, what are some of the things that you guys are concentrating on in your own local area? So uh, our church allows high school students to uh, serve at the church. So mm-hmm. uh, they run our, ki- our church's version of VBS. Uh-huh. So they, they have a week where they go off and they do training and they learn how to present the curriculum, how to work with the kids. And they work with churches in Houston to put on a VBS down in Houston. Um, usually they go to lower income neighborhoods and they find like a department complex where you're going to find 300 kids. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of go door to door and say, hey, we're, hold- we're hosting a uh, VBS if you want to come. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that, so they do that and then they come back and the next week they repeat this exact same thing, except they're doing it, uh, previous years we've been doing it in parks. This year's we're going to be going, uh, to people's, uh, front yard and we'll be doing clubs in their front yards. Uh And so that's one of the things we do. Uh, right. So according to my church, my daughter's in junior high because that's her (laughs) physical age. So she doesn't get to serve at our church yet, but she serves at my mom's church where she goes every week. And when she was younger, it was just things like making sure all the pins worked and shredding stuff. But now she's doing data entry. So she's entering things like the um, attendance and getting things updated because there is a lot of paperwork that goes on behind the scenes at churches. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. so uh, Churches tend to rely on volunteers for doing that. And the fact that she's now old enough to be able to do that frees up uh, volunteers who can uh, to deal with things that are more classified, like financial uh-huh. information that you don't want to have a 13-year-old dealing with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That type of thing. Uh, my boys, though, since they are in high school, uh, one of my boys serves on the parking team at our church. And he kind of helps people direct into the parking lot because we have about 500 people each service at our church. Oh, wow. Uh And so it takes a lot of maneuvering to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. you need to go here because there's no room on this aisle. And so Mm -hmm. he gets to help uh, explain where to go. And then my other son is working with the preschoolers. He's one of the Sunday school teachers. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, he he loves that. It's hilarious because like they all climb all over him. And since my boys are twins, the one who's working in the parking team often has 
uh, some of the preschoolers, they see him outside in the parking lot and they're like, oh, hi, Peter. And he's like, I'm not Peter, but hi. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, my daughter is very excited because a lot of the local volunteer places, they have age limits. And so she is finally old enough that she can volunteer at the animal shelter. So, oh, uh-huh. so she's excited about finding out more about that. There's uh, almost every location has something that once you get 10 or 13, you can do. So like our, we have at, we have what's called the serving center and it's a charity run by various different churches. And it's kind of like a food pantry. and slash salvation army but uh-huh. they 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 rely on donations of mainly food but also they'll take pretty much anything and they just resell it at a very low price and uh everything's run by donations but like that you can volunteer there there is a family with as long as the parents are there when your kids are in elementary mm-hmm. school but most uh-huh. places don't let your kids volunteer there until Sometimes 10, but usually 13. Now with your, your kids that are now they're in high school, um, are you going to show their volunteering on the transcript in some way? Like there's not a, a one right way to do transcripts. So in our local area, um, we would have kids record their hours for volunteer or service work. And then we would put their service hours on the transcript down at the bottom. And if they were involved in things that were an ongoing thing, like year to year, we would list that in their extracurricular section also, just to show the richness of their experience. Uh, but a lot of people say, no, no, volunteering is you know just part of life. And they don't need to be recording that because it's just like... You don't want to make a big deal out of it. So what are what is your thought about what you do with the 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 service hours on the transcript? Oh, I'm 100 percent putting it on the transcript, Uh, (laughs) especially my daughter. So she's an American Heritage Girls. And uh, since she Uh has a sponsoring organization, she's been earning the Presidential Service Award since she was eight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You better. Yeah. (laughs) So she's gotten the gold level presidential service award most years. So it does bronze, silver and gold. And Uh at her current age, that requires 100 hours of community service to get. Wow. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm 100 percent putting that on there. So if your kids are not in an organization like American Heritage Girls or Trail Life or something like that, because those organizations, if you talk to them, they'll be the official sponsoring organization for it because um, you yeah, have to have uh-huh. a sponsoring organization to get the presidential service award. But a lot of times um, there will be the local chapters of like the Rotary Club or something like that, that they want to get kids involved in service. So they'll be the sponsoring organization for your kid and you just have to fill out the paperwork and they'll say, and they'll send it in so that your kid can get the official, Hey, I recognize that this kid did a lot of work. Mm. and so. I finally found an organization I could get that filled out for my boys because I've been wanting to get the record that my boys are doing stuff for a while. So my boys should be able to get uh, probably the silver, maybe the maybe the gold uh, for as well this year. And that would look mighty fine on a transcript. Well, I never thought about getting a sponsor organization 
Um, that is such a great idea. So they always learn something new. Every time I get to talk to one of my, my homeschool friends on the podcast here. So Tisha, we should start um, winding things down. So I was wondering if you could tell folks about Adventures in Mommydom and about anything else that, that they might benefit that you have to offer. So Adventures in Mommydom focuses on hands-on learning. Uh, with a because I'm an eclectic person, I have never been able to focus down on like one super specific niche. So I have uh, it's tended to focus on the three areas that I'm super interested in. So there's a lot of history lessons on there. There's a lot of reading lessons, and there's a lot of Bible on there. Um, I have a free Bible curriculum on my uh, website. It's what I used with my second and third graders, but it's got suggestions of how do you use it with preschoolers because I used it at home with my kids when they were in preschool. Uh, you just ask simpler questions than you ask older kids. And it's also got questions for to use with your older kids. So right now we're going through it again, uh, using the older kids questions. And that gets into higher order thinking skills. Like when you talk about uh, what... Uh, happened with when Moses was a baby and the birth and the midwives were like, we lied. They lied to the Pharaoh. They flat out lied and said, yeah, we got there too late. The babies were already born and we just couldn't kill those live babies. And, you know, is that right? Because we have the Ten Commandments. Do not lie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time. That's such a great question for young adolescents because they love to wrestle with ideas. So, yeah, I love so we, so I've got that on there, and I'm slowly coming out with some uh, Bible games that you can buy, and I've got a How to Study the Bible for Kids ebook, and I'm working on a history uh, notebooking slash curriculum. Oh, I, I'm, I haven't figured out exactly what that's going to look like because I got frustrated with all the history curriculums. Like I said, I'm a history minor, and I got frustrated with all of them not talking about the things I was like, I want this to be talked about. Let's talk yeah. about how <laughs> it, we don't have the Protestant Reformation without the printing press or yeah. Columbus going to America, for that matter. Yeah, Because there's a bunch of food that came back when Columbus went. So uh, I do a lot of working through how all the things interact, how you have to have the Protestant Reformation and the English Civil War before you can have the American Revolution. Ah, so you'll have to keep us posted on that, Tisha, because that will be fun to to share with everybody. So, all right, well, I better wrap it up here. So I'm going to put the links in the show notes because a free Bible curriculum, especially when it's adaptable to ages, it's a price is right and it certainly fits a need that we all have. So, and, uh, and you'll love... Uh, Tisha's blog. It is just the most happy and encouraging blog to visit. So I'll make sure that all those links are there. So Tisha, thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to talking to all of our Seventh Sisters next week on the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. <laughs>